0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Ball and Put Podcast where we are ecstatic over the moon at Chelsea's 2 1 win today over the West Ham Hammers. Yes, um, I'm Daniel, and I'm joined today by Jason. How are you doing today, sir? Dude, I'm doing a lot better than I was uh, 70 minutes into that game. <laughs> For sure, man. Uh, important question to start the podcast off. I know all our listeners will be eager to hear your response to this, but how many boxes of Cheez-Its did you consume today during the match? <laughs> um, I actually
1: didn't because of the way we play most of the time. I've had to stop eating Cheez-Its because I stress eat them so much, and um, I care about my health. So uh, I, if, if I cared about my health more, I wouldn't be a Chelsea fan. But I've had to do the next best thing and just stop eating Cheez-Its throughout the game. But you, um, I will say, are not the first person to ask me that today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man, that is great. That is great. Um, Yeah, so maybe that's the answer to, you know, everything at Chelsea. Just don't eat Cheez-Its, man, during the match. Yeah. You know, who knows? I did Maybe eat that's... some
1: blueberry muffins though, so I changed it up a little bit. So uh, that's going to be a uh, new uh, superstition going on in uh, my house at least. Hey, blue blueberry muffins, the blues, you know, right? Hey, right. Hey. I like that. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I thank my wife for that. She she made them. <laughs> so it kind of a coincidence, but
0: now uh, a staple. Hey. She, sorry, your wife's gonna have to make them every match now. She has no choice. <laughs> uh, what were you uh, stress eating or drinking during our match today? Oh, only, only drink coffee. That's more than matches. It's it's a little too early for me to start drinking. So we just even as much as I want to start <laughs> in some of these points, right. sometimes you know, especially at halftime. But no, it's just straight black coffee for this guy during the matches. Mm. So you're you're a responsible man. I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm a, I'm an addict. I want it. I'll admit that. I'm, um, you know, 100% uh, caffeine addict. <laughs> so, you know, whatever. Um, anyway, uh, let's just jump into this, man. Um, yeah, so great match today. Well, I don't know. I'm not gonna say a great match today from Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a great last 20, 25 minutes, maybe, maybe. You know, um, maybe. Yeah. So we won. Woo! Two one didn't cl- keep keeping clean sheet, of course. Um, sort of saw our that predictions one. suck again. Yep, our predictions suck again. Um, I think I said two two, and you said one one. Uh, that-
1: I think I just said two o. I oh, said two. I think I just said we would score. Oh, yeah, I said you did. I could see us winning two o, but it was more of a hope than a prediction, and I gave myself an out because um, I'm a I'm a coward
0: hey it was close though we did score two we both got the fact that we were going to score two
1: goals right i think we were closer to the 2-2 score line though than we were ever uh uh closer to mine you know so well it was
0: 2-2 for like all of like a couple of minutes there while var was making their <laughs> controversial decision that we will get into later um can yeah. we
1: not just win a game without some controversy my god like this is getting out of hand
0: I mean, when we draw it's controversy, when we win there's controversy, when we lose we just get beaten. <laughs>
1: That's the only uncontroversial thing yeah. about this club at the moment is we deserve to lose.
0: Yeah, when we lose we lose. Like, I mean, like <laughs> I mean, I'm still just shell-shocked that we let Leeds score 3 goals on us and you know, we can't score on Leeds and then freaking Brentford scores 5 against Leeds today. Like what what are we doing? Unreal. unreal so i just i can't this team just it's like you said it's not good for your health to be watching to be in a chelsea (laughs) fan right now
1: yeah i i know how why did we start a podcast this year like but these are the moments though like for real like if we're going to be positive about this Mm -hmm. game these are the moments why you have a podcast about chelsea so we can talk about the end rather than beginning. But I did for about 70 ish minutes. There was just wondering
0: why in the hell did we start this podcast this year? <laughs> I mean, you even texted it to me like right before we scored that goal. You're like, I'm so over these players. <laughs> and I was literally about to type back me too. And then we scored and you are like, strike that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I had to come back real fast before <laughs> you got a message in. It
0: just be like, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was great. Um and then of course, you know. So all right, so let's just get into it. Um do you have the starting lineup in front of you, Jason? Uh yes, I do. All right, so why don't you I, read I out definitely. our uh, amazing starting lineup that we put out today?
1: Okay, so i found my favorite stat site. I love the formation they have us in. <laughs> they have us in a 3142. <laughs> That's what <laughs> uh, um
0: great. ESPN has us in the same thing. They had a set oh, okay. of three one
1: four two. It didn't. I mean, I was going to dis- seem like that during the match, but I mean, I can see why people think that because of RLC being in that defensive midfielder, yeah. I uh, mean, position
0: definitely because I mean, like, but it was almost like he dropped back mm-hmm. and then Connor pushed forward, and we just right, right left a huge so space. Makes sense. Yeah, it does, and we just left the huge gaping, hole. and then Kova was sort of just <laughs> roaming, so it was more like a. Yeah. Four one three one two. I don't even know if that's a legit formation or not. Yeah. You know, yeah. But that's what it was sort of like. But I I like you, I get why they're saying we sort of played that. So anyway, sorry. Yeah. Continue Okay. the yeah, starting lineup.
1: I'll go in uh to it. Uh it also says that our average age is twenty seven uh years, which <laughs> I think is pretty interesting. Thanks, well. Tiago Soba, um, for boosting
0: those numbers. <laughs> <laughs>
1: i know i i would love to see it with uh aspie back there but uh we did uh start somebody other than aspie and i'll, I'll say that in just a second but we had uh mindy in goal which we've got to have conversations about this yeah. reddit has been having conversations about this i i mean i think they're warranted at this stage um and then uh koulibaly uh on on the left uh in a back three tiago silva in the middle on back three and then Lo and behold, Fofana comes in as a right CB. Pretty legit. Bang bang. I, like, yeah. As soon as, I mean, he hasn't been at the club long. I like it's. I love to see us just sign somebody and slot him right in, like, because it just proves that we needed it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Hundred percent agree. <laughs> Um, so then we have RLC is kind of like that holding midfielder, mm-hmm. uh, playing, uh, between the back line and then our midfield of four, maybe with, uh, Kukurea on the left wing, uh, Kovacic and Connor uh, in the middle, and then Reese James on the right wing, and then two up top with, uh, Sterling and Pulisic. So that was our starting lineup. Uh, mm-hmm. pretty interesting. I think Tuchel listened to us last night. Yep, for Um, sure. Because that's when we put the podcast out, like about 9 p.m. English time. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts on um,
0: this formation and who we started? Um, Honestly, when I saw it come out, I mean... Shout out to our boy, Nazir. If you ever want to come on the podcast, Nazir, we're more than happy to have you on. Um, Shout (laughs) out. Absolutely. Love your content that you put out. Um, So he had us in a 3-5-2, which is, you know, I mean, that's probably what the standard formation was because it's sort of like we said, like Loach's cheek was dropping back. Connor was pushing forward. I was glad Connor was pushing forward and he wasn't playing in a pivot. Yes. But then I'm like, holy crap i see us you know in the first couple of minutes of the match i'm like oh uh ruben left his cheek is playing our holding midfielder what are we doing <laughs> like and i'm right. like that's not where he should be playing not to say that you know Kovacic, you know would have done any better back there but i mean and, and that's the thing like a lot of people have been screaming about this on reddit and twitter and i agree with them like that's you know we When we play formations like this, where we play with a holding midfielder, we don't have a holding midfielder on this team. Like The closest thing we have is a Conte, but even Conte is not a true holding midfielder. So, I mean, it's... But that's why they brought Zakaria in, right? I mean, yeah, but I don't even want to get in that. I was debating people on Twitter about that last night. I don't even want to get into (laughs) Zakaria. I just don't... He was at the match. That's all we need to talk about. If he was if he stays healthy and lives up to the hype that he had when he was freaking 18 or 19, then maybe, but I don't see it. Like you he played <laughs> yeah. like seven matches for Juve. Now, granted, people do go to Juve and die these days because they're, you know, coaching doesn't at Juve right now. It's not the greatest. And their players right. putting their, you know, players in positions to make sure. So with that said. I'm not, op- I mean, I'm just, I'm backing the player at this point. That's all i got for Sakari. So, yeah. Anyway, so, yeah. I digress. But, um Pulisic and Sterling being up top, I don't get it. Again, both of them out of position. I mean, Sterling, a like, little more in position. Polisic is, we've seen him play the false nine before, Uh a couple of times he's just not good at it or, you know, being a striker, that's just not his position. But when we play this formation and you want politic to play, where else are you going to play him? You have to play him there. Right. So, I mean, I would have probably rather Broja up top starting instead of Polisic, Broja, and Sterling. Um, I don't really think we're a two striker team, right? I don't, I don't get the formation. I don't know. It's just one of things, you know, but I mean, hey, whatever. It, it is what it is. I don't know. What were your thoughts on the uh, starting lineup, Jason? I, I was excited to see the changes at, at the start,
1: especially uh, to the front line. I was excited to see Havertz and Mount benched. Uh, we've given a lot of criticism towards Pulisic lately, uh, mostly for his attitude and his off the field antics that he is uh, kind of having at the moment Mm -hmm. um and so i but at at the same time we have been calling for him to start i i i wanted him to come in and i wanted him to have a good game so i was excited to see that um at at least in the lineup uh sterling i think uh makes sense in there uh to a degree because he has been the most productive uh person on the front line statistically speaking statistically Statistically. Statistically, (laughs) statistically you're right um and i and we'll talk about that too because i do have some criticism i have criticisms just about everybody on the team i i don't think that that takes away from us getting a win um i think we just do have a realistic positivity on the on this show and that that's the way that i want it to be for sure um and i don't think any player is beyond criticism at this point um so i but i was excited to see the changes uh seeing rlc and gallagher in there is like always, concerning to me, I think Kukurea and Reese, uh, um, uh, they they've made sense this season as well. So, like coming into the game, I I kind of expected that. Uh, Kulabali, I think, is just going to be back there if he can. Uh, Silva, I don't know. I guess they're assessing him, and he's fine. Like I do get worried every time he starts that he's going to pull up injured. Yeah. Um, and I was so excited to see Fafana in there. I wasn't really worried about Mindy. I like. There's been some mistakes this season, and I know that that's causing some conversations and and some ridicule uh, in in the Chelsea toxic fans fear. And and I, I don't <laughs> like. I think a lot of the things they say are unwarranted. And and you, but you know maybe they were a little bit ahead on the curve on this one. Uh. So I'll I'll kind of acknowledge that. But I think overall overall I was excited to see it. I, I do think that the way that we are playing our midfield is hindering us because putting Sterling and Pulisic up top, it, it is a stretch. Um, both of them can't be that point man that somebody like Brogia is. But because our midfield is the way our midfield is, we we can't play a traditional front three up top in, in, in the way, or at least in this game, we didn't feel like we could and put Brogia in. So like everybody wants Broja to start Broja is he just affects a game in a way that most of the front line is not affecting the game right now. And I think that it's a little uh, concerning that we're not starting him. Um, apparently, though, it came out that Tuchel and him had a conversation. And that's the reason why he signed that six year contract, because the conversation was supposedly about his future at the club and in what he's going to be at the club. So he, but I, I almost think he's ready. I don't want to think of him as this guy waiting in the wings for Obama Yang to age out of us because we we had to panic buy some people. I mm-hmm. would have rather us just put our trust in version from the start. But I, I digress. Um, I I think we we panic bought a couple players at the end of the at the end of the transfer window. Carrier being one of them as well because we haven't addressed our midfield issues. So I think. True the starting lineups are a result of our midfield issues at the moment. And I think that that became even more apparent as the game went on. So
0: that that's kind of like my overall thought process as soon as it came out. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think you've hit the nail on the head with the midfield. Like, I don't think – like, we don't have – like, the players that we have in our midfield, we don't play them to their strengths. Like, it's right. not – like, we don't have a true – defensive midfield holding player that we need on this team. And like <clears throat> a lot of us have been screaming for us, you know, included in that, that we need that defensive midfielder. And then I've also been screaming for some creativity in the midfield, which was also on just dis- full display today that we have no creativity in this side. Um. Right. So, I mean, I think, you know, your point about broges is true. I mean, like, I think, We've, he's got to get some starts under his belt. And, I mean, I think he will in some of those cup games. But, I mean, like you look sure. at it, in the Carboa Cup, our first round, or I guess we're in the third round now, is against City. So how, you know, how much of a B team are we really going to put out there against City? Because City's right. going to put their B team out there, and they're just as good as our first team probably. <laughs> <laughs> Just pray they don't start right. Holland in that match, um, because he will eat us alive, probably. Um, yeah. But to uh, you know, I think that you know with Obama coming in does that hurt Bros's chances? Yeah, you know it does for sure. I yeah. think. Um, but I mean, I think that you know the first half, I guess when you sort of get into that, um, yeah, it was pretty much the most. Chelsea first half of football you've ever seen in your life. If you've watched this team for the last two to three years, that was your typical Chelsea team that comes out and plays when a team sits back against us. We had like, I think, 70% of the possession in the first half. Mm -hmm. Um, A bazillion sideways passes. No creativity going forward. We don't create any chances. They'll look dangerous on a counter or two when they break out. We'll have, you know a bazillion corners. I think we had eight in the first half. Um, we won't create anything off the corners. They'll all be dismal. And that's just, that. that's the first half in a nutshell. And it's been that way for three years now. And that's the reason we can't beat a lot of the bottom half teams when we come up to them and they come into the bridge. And our record has been so poor at the bridge is because they just sit back and defend. And we have no creativity to break their lines. And that's the way it's been for, you know, a couple of years now. And so, I mean, I at the halftime, I had no hope that we were going to do anything, score a goal, any positive vibes going forward. Was not looking forward to doing this podcast. So <laughs> Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I mean, I really, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and
1: I... I mean, it's like you said. It was typical Chelsea. We we have all the possession, don't create anything out of it. We had in the first half, we had four total shots, uh, none on target, and uh, we had eight corner kicks, mm-hmm. and none of those looked like they were going in. Um, RLC got a yellow card very early, mm-hmm. like makes it makes a great tackle, and then uh, uh, towards the middle of the field, in the same way that he gets the yellow like just a couple minutes later goes to ground and just very, very heavy um, and totally misses the ball on the second tackle. I mean, he, he's subdued for the rest of the game at that point. Mm-hmm. Like he, you, we can't play aggressively. Um, I, I think a lot of the issues come with just slow playing decisions. I mean, we, as soon as a player gets the ball, they think they have to keep it. But then as soon, as soon as they don't pass that ball, we're surrounded by three people. Like, uh, credit to West Ham, they, they came out there with a plan and it, you know, I, I think it has become really easy for teams to just come out and sit back and, and, and that be their game plan and then play counterattacking football. I mean, we, we did that for years as well. I, I think it's a, I think it's a solid plan, but West Ham really, uh, I mean, they, they played tight. They crowded, uh, the midfield and the box um they were they had concentration the whole game i can't say that for all of our players and um they they put their they put their plan into place and uh performed well the first half we we had trouble breaking them down there were a couple chances um that never really looked like they were going anywhere and and to our credit we um we didn't give the ball away as much in the first half as we typically do and they didn't break that often um, and so they didn't really have any chances that I can think of. They had one shot in the first half, um, and, but Mindy was never really tested. Thank God. Because when we get into the second half, we'll talk about uh, what happens when Mindy gets tested or uh, <laughs> he can't, he has to clear a line or something. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was just a lot of lateral passing, a lot of kicking to somebody in the midfield, they hold on to the ball too long. We're getting shut down. By the time we're ready to pass it across field, they're either the player's either too far away or the lines have been closed or they're surrounded by uh defenders. And and so we have to kick it back to the defensive line. We pop it between the defenders for a little bit, and then we pass it to somebody in the midfield again that decided they wanted to get open, might kick it out to a wing. There's a cross to nowhere. Uh we're gonna try a long ball into the box. It goes over everybody. Our corners are ineffective. Um after the first few corners, the balls tended to get over at least the first man, but never really looked very dangerous, never really tested um, their goalkeeper. And uh, we never we never looked dangerous off of a corner. Uh, that, that's what was uh, just so annoying a- about large parts of this game is how many times we could drive to the byline and win a corner And then it never, ever looked like we were going to score off of one. And and that's just the problem with this team right now is, like you said earlier, we have no creativity. We, We try to go out there and do the same thing over and over and over again with the same passes over and over and over again, laterally and backwards. And we got midfielders that are just running around with the ball in the middle of the field and then they get shut down and have to kick it back. And sometimes we lose the ball because of that. Because we're not making quick decisions. We're not doing first touch passes. We're we're not uh passing the ball quickly. We're not looking between the lines. Um and, and we're losing the ball too easily. And we're making stupid fouls in the midfield, like RLC getting his yellow card. We we've got to come up with some other ways to do stuff. But yeah, it was it was just a very, very boring first half. And, I mean, you could sense it. Like, we can sense it at home. The crowd just getting annoyed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, there's, like, audible sighs when we pass it between defenders. Um But I, I thought, for the most part, Fafana looked pretty good during the first half. Um I mean, did anybody else really do anything? Sterling has a dribbling problem. <laughs> I don't know if it's, like, the delivery of the ball. Like, the dude cannot dribble. Like he and if he's if he's closed down, there's a little bit of pressure. And Tuchel said this in his press conference last time. We're too fragile in defense. It, we're too weak. Uh, people people are not scared to defend against us because they know they can push us around and push us off the ball. And Antonio did that to like literally every defender today. Probably deserved multiple yellow cards. And I uh, we'll talk about the controversy in a little bit because we can't have a game without that. Yep. But we we are impotent in attack. And and we're we can't even get some of the fundamentals right still. And I don't know what kind of drills or training we're doing. And I'm just going to harp on this forever. We are not a clinical team and we can't uh, string together any sort of pass that's going to give any player any confidence moving forward. And then we try desperate passes and they go out of bounds or they go over the heads of our players or we give the ball away. And I just don't understand where our mentality is at. It, like in terms of just getting a good pass to another player. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, we 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 didn't look like we were up for the game anyway. Like we just, West Ham were happy to give us the possession mm-hmm. and we were happy to kick it to ourselves. Um, I, I don't know what they think they're doing out there. Like we're, we're playing a game and, and at this point in the season, at least at that point in the first half, we were playing for our season. We're playing for our lives right now. We're lucky that other teams are dropping points at the top of the table at the moment. And that, that's – I think that's basically like the the takeaway is that Silva was great as always, and everybody else was just kicking the balls back and forth to each other, yep. and we didn't make any major mistakes. And that was the first half to me. Yeah, for sure.
0: I mean, the first half was not – like I said, it was typical Chelsea. Um, I can remember one – and I think it's to your point, like – our passing is too slow. Like, I texted to you at one point in time. I remember, I think it was in the second half, though, when I texted this to you. No? Yeah, it would have been the second half because of the end we were playing mm-hmm. at. Yeah, it was the second half. I texted to you. Like, literally, I think it was Kukureya Somebody, it was like three people, and they were all on the left side of the pitch, and they were just sitting there ping-ponging it back between each other instead of trying to reverse the ball. Like, there's defenders there. They're not reversing the ball. Like, and then they do try to reverse the ball and it gets to Loftus Cheek and it sort of stops. Like, no awareness, nothing to do to keep the ball moving. Like, I feel like, you know, it's just, he's just a black hole when the ball goes in there and it's going to get yeah. spit out somewhere. You just don't know where. Like, you don't know what universe that the ball is going to get spit out in when Loftus Cheek right. has it. Cause it's either going to go, he's either going to dribble and lose the ball or he's going to, you know, make a way where pass or he will pass it backward. You know, you, you don't know where the ball's going. Um, right. So then I remember there was another instance. I'm just trying to think of these high points, you know, for me that I can remember. I remember there was another instance where, you know, you're talking about Sterling. He was dribbling the ball, Reese passed it to him. And, you know, we were in our own end and Reese is literally telling Sterling to pass the ball back because there's defenders coming. And then Sterling takes a couple of dribbles and there's like three guys around Sterling and he loses the ball and West Ham gets it back. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, right. You just pass the ball. You got to be quick, quick movements, quick one, twos. Like, and you text me that in the, you know, and you know, when we we're talking about the match, you said, why did they not play a one, two right there? I said, we don't yeah. know what a 1-2 is. Like, we got really excited last game, I think it was, because we played a 1-2. And we're like, oh, my gosh, one. it was a 1-2. So, yeah, we played A-1-2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good point, A. Singular, <laughs> 1. We're being literal in this sense. It was 1. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was just, you know, and the only chance that I can think of, and I, I know I text this to you, and it infuriated me to no end, is that the only offensive creativity we had in the first half was Reese James at right wing back getting right dribbling past somebody, making a couple of good moves and then putting a, you know, uh, a cross into the box. And he put a great cross into the box. Just, it was about the same thing he did last week um, where Sterling got on the end of it at the far post. And he put the ball into the box and freaking Gallagher, all he there, he's literally in the middle of the box and all he had to do was run in struts, Slot straight between the two center backs, and he's got a toe poke for the ball in. But instead, he runs toward the other Chelsea player, whoever that – I think it was Pulisic that was right there at the near post, and he runs toward him and on the other side of him, like, away from the ball. Yeah. Like, go toward the goal. Like, get yourself in position to score a goal. Like, and he just ran away from the goal. And I'm like, I'm over it. I'm done (laughs) Gallagher. Like if you can't see that and just slot yourself in between the two center backs and at least make them make a play on it. Right. Then what, what hope do we have? You have, you don't see the vision of what, where what's going on on the pitch right now. And so that
1: does seem to be a problem is that we don't force the other team into making decisions. Yeah.
0: Well, it was like when Reese crossed that ball in, it was just because nobody went to attack the ball. It was just an easy clearance for the defender. Like I mean, he just stuck his foot out there and cleared the ball. Like there, we don't we don't put pressure on them. We don't make those runs in behind. And when we do make the runs in behind, we don't get the passes usually. Um, there was I know you texted me at one point in time and said you know I think it was Kovacic should have just passed the ball to Polistic right there and you know he was yeah you know because he made a run in behind and just held on to the ball. There's another point in time where Polistic was dribbling. And I think Gallagher was going down the outside and he's calling for the ball. And plus it takes about two or three more dribbles and then passes the ball behind Gallagher. And yep. it's like, he can't do anything with it now. You just passed it behind him. He had to stop his run. And you waited too late to pass the ball. Right. So it's just it's like these little technical things that we don't understand. There's no... There's no movement off the ball. There's nobody trying to make those runs. Um, and when they do make those runs, a lot of times they don't get the passes. You know, especially when Jorginho's right. in the game. They're not getting the passes for sure. But yeah. um his cheeks not getting the ball. Bullsig made bad. several runs that I thought yeah. were really good and just never the ball never came to him. That's Werner in a nutshell, man, for us. Like he yeah. would make the runs and nobody would pass him the ball. And then when they would pass him the ball, he was usually off sides. So Right, right, right. <laughs> well because they held on it was too late or he just too fast but yeah. um
1: but like i why, i don't know why we're so afraid to pass the ball forward like it, the i are they afraid that it's going to the pass isn't going to make it because you're losing the ball anyway because three guys are surrounding you because you're not passing the ball i'd rather at least see you try some things to pass the ball forward and to move the ball and progress upfield. Just move the ball. Mm-hmm. I'd rather see you progress upfield and try some things that will make the other team think, hey, I I need to watch out for that next time. Mm-hmm. And and put them on their toes and force them into some decision-making rather than holding on the ball and letting the other team think, oh, all I got to do is run up to them and they'll pass it backwards. Or I can might have a, a chance of winning it. And we're lucky that West Ham were not more aggressive. The only person really being aggressive out there today was Antonio. Mm-hmm. And that dude's an asshole. and got away with a lot today. But if the rest of the team had decided to do that, we would have had a really hard time keeping possession at all. Mm-hmm. They, West, Ham, West Ham sat back a little too much, in my opinion, for them to put any sort of pressure on us. All they had to do was just surround our player. And, and they played a nice, clean game. They could have gotten away with a lot, too. The ref did not call a lot today. Mm-mm. And I think that they missed an opportunity to really boss us around like Leeds did. And and that's all a team has to do is come out, press us, put some pressure on us, push us around, and they'll win the game. And there, it, it was very evident in the first half that
0: uh, we just are not up to this. Yeah, and I don't know at this point in time whether it's, I think it's a mixture of tactics and players at this point. Like, I don't think it's one or the other. I think it's both. Like, I think tuchel has yeah. got to figure something out. Like, that's his job as the manager. He's got to figure something out. Like, he has players. This is what you're dealing with. Like, these are who you have. You can't buy anybody else. So you need to figure out what's going to work. So, right. and I don't know if Aubameyang's the answer to that. I don't think Zakar's the answer to that. I don't. No, I mean, I was debating with people on Twitter a little while ago before we got on here. They're like, you know, hurry up and get Aubameyang in this squad. And I'm like, but who's going to pass him the ball to get – Right. To put him in position to score because we don't have that creativity. We don't have that Kevin De Bruyne on this team that's going to play, you know, somebody in. Like, so we lack that in the midfield. And we've been lacking that in the midfield for three years now. And there's been no, you know – you know what, what I'm looking for here. There's been no initiative to go out and get yep. creativity in the midfield, um, or like, let alone a defensive hoarding midfielder like we need to. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, so halftime vibes were low, everything like that. Come out in the second half, and um, really didn't have a lot of hope we would score. But uh, what do you what do you know we we came out and you know oh well. Technically, they scored first. Let's back up to that goal. Right, right. Um, all right. So, um, just first off, before we get into their goal, let's just say that Chelsea, absolutely, whoever it is, I don't know who it is. I need to look it up. Whoever our set-piece coach is needs to be fired. Just gone. Yes. That's four goals off of set-pieces this year that we've given up. Our attacking set-pieces look terrible. Our defending on set-pieces looks terrible. He needs to be gone at this point in time because whatever he's doing, it is not working and it is evident on the pitch. Like if we can't on corner case, we had eight in the first half, like you said, and we had no look like nothing was going to happen off of those corners. Like we not a threat at all. Then why don't we just take them short and try and do something different, like do something different because the same old thing isn't working. Right. Come up with a different design set piece. Do something different. We just lob the ball in the box and hope one of our uh, center backs gets on the end of it and scores. That, that's our that's our corner. You know, whatever. Yeah. Um. So, anyway, come out in the second half. And I think everybody knew it was coming. West Ham, I think, to your point, you know, they set back in the first half. But I think in the second half, they did come out yep. and attack a little more, put a little more pressure on us. And it, it led to them scoring a goal. Now. Albeit should Antonio have been on the pitch at that point in time to score that goal is debatable because he already was on a yellow after his little shoving match with Reese James. And then he puts Tiago Silva in a headlock and drags him down to the ground and doesn't get a yellow. Like right
1: before the goal. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Exactly. And doesn't get a call. Doesn't get called for that as a yellow. So, he honestly should not have been on the pitch to score that goal. But, nonetheless, he was. And so, it. I mean, it was just a mess of a corner, as it always is with us. Um, Fofana and somebody else. Mindy goes up for the ball, tries to punch it clear, doesn't get a lot on it, and then gets bodied by Fofana and somebody else. And they just bumble and fall over each other. And then... West Ham puts it back across goal, and there's Antonio, because our players are in the net, so he can't be offsides at this point in time. <laughs> he right. just taps the ball it in. There's like
1: two players in yeah. Mindy literally laying in a pile <laughs> in
0: the net. Yep. So nothing, you know, nothing, you know, no worrying about offsides or anything like that, and he just taps the ball in the goal. So, you know, whatever. They, they score off the these.
1: Yeah, and at that point, I was so livid because – the, it, it felt at that point everything was running against us. West Ham did come out hot. They had the better chances. They were there. They we were on the back foot uh, for like the first um, fifteen minutes of that mm-hmm. half. Uh, they score in the sixty-second minute. Right before that, uh, we made a couple subs. We brought on um, Broja for Gallagher, and we brought on uh, Mount for Pulisic, mm-hmm. and um, and then we we have the the foul that antonio uh uh the headlock foul that antonio (laughs) commits against tiago silva and no yellow there so i'm already livid about that Mm -hmm. because that's just a blatant uh referee f up at that point i mean any other time on the pitch that is a yellow and him and reese james got into it i think james is a little bit lucky there like I, uh, I that the, is one the point kick out. where I thought, yes, yeah. yeah, I thought he did do a little bit of a kick out. Um, I, I thought he was a little bit lucky.
0: Hey, um, look, hold on. No, 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 no. <laughs> Harry Maguire has already set the standard that it is okay to kick people in the nuts True. and it is not a foul. It is not True, a red right. card. So Reese James was, he didn't even kick the guy in the nuts. So it's was completely yeah, okay, yeah. Jason. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a fair play.
1: You're right. You're right. I I, I concede. I, I I forgot to think about Harry Maguire today. Um, so uh, that's on me. You're right. So Reese James did exactly what he needed to do. Um, also, I don't know how Antonio felt that. He has some massive thighs Yeah, and needs some new shorts, I think. I don't know how he's comfortable during the game, but... If that's, if that's what he wants to do, that's what he wants to do. The dude constantly has a wedgie throughout the whole game. I I cannot, uh, I would not personally, feel he's got the old shorts that tight. He's
0: got the old moose knuckle going on down there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, luckily, they did not show that on camera. Thank goodness. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, Reese James kicks him in the thigh. Uh, well, he, he has a kick out. And the commentators, to be fair, were very much like, Oh, he just stuck out a straight leg. I, it looked pretty intentional to me. But, yeah, Harry McGuire set the standard, so he didn't quite meet that bar. So I <laughs> guess he's fine. Yeah. Um, so, but that's all happening. Uh, that, that happens about eight minutes before the goal. Um, seven minutes, eight minutes before the goal. And um, we uh, sub people at the 60th minute uh, right around the time Antonio should have gotten sent off. Um, and then, yeah, we have the disaster from the corner. It's pretty obnoxious. Um, I'm getting to the point now where every time there's a corner against us, I think it's going to go in. And every time we have a corner, it's not going to go in. And it it is really devastating, uh, from a standpoint of a game because all a team's got to do teams are just sitting there in their, in their training, leading up to a game, watching tape going okay all you have to do is surround their player he'll give the ball up and we'll score off a set piece go down there win us a set piece we'll score off a set piece mm-hmm.
0: that's all a team has to do now mm-hmm. it is is very frustrating it is and to your point it's like i think i text you when they got because that was their well by the time i think they actually got the goal i think that was their third corner of the game because yeah, we yeah. cleared the ball twice So it was on their third corner but when they got their first corner i text you and said oh boy here comes the yeah. goal because you did. It's, it's like, it's just one of those things. Like, it's like you just said, when the other team has a corner, I just fully expect them to score a goal. Like, it's not because, you know, I'm great at predicting stuff. Obviously I'm not, but, um, Oh, <laughs> <Au> contraire, <laughs> We will talk about how great you are at predicting <laughs> stuff, but so, yeah, sorry. Anyway. Yeah. But to your point, you're exactly right. It's like when they get a corner they're I just automatically go, here's a goal for them and then when we have a corner i think it's more likely the other team is going to counterattack us and score a goal exactly <laughs> exactly score a goal yeah and if
1: we're thinking this at home the other team during the game has got to be thinking that
0: like mm-hmm. even more so well even the announcers were like you know i don't i don't know if they quoted moyes you know in his pregame Press conference, they were just talking in generalities that like that was West Ham's best chance to score and was off a set piece against us. And when a team comes yep. into a game with that confidence that they can score on you on a set piece, it's high, it, it boosts their morale because, like you said, they've looked at the tape against us and it's not good set pieces, you know. Um, and then two, it's not good for us because clearly we have holes and we're not fixing them because it's still happening. Yep. Like, we're six games into the season, and we have four goals off the of set pieces. It's not a good stat. So, anyway, um, they score, albeit, you know, whatever you want to call it, controversial, whatever. Antonio probably shouldn't have been on the pitch, but that wasn't the biggest controversy, which we'll get to in a minute. So then we're, you know, I'm like, oh, well, there goes the game. We're, you know, West Ham's going to see this out. So we bring on <laughs> Chile. For Kukareya, and didn't somebody else come on with Chile? Yeah,
1: yeah. We brought on uh, Havertz for Kovacic in the 72nd minute. Yep. Yeah. So, so 10
0: minutes after the goal, that's when we subbed some more players in. Yeah. Um, Chile, instant impact, comes on. Um, Tiago Silva just plays a magnificent ball over the top. Is on. Like when our center back is the one. That makes the best passes going forward on your team. I think this is when you start having problems. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Like Thiago's our best passer to pass the ball forward, and he's our also our center back. Okay. Yeah. We need some. Okay. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, but he just plays an amazing ball in a Chile, and then Chile just bounces it off his head. Decides, hey, I'm just gonna turn a little 360 right here, and then I'm just gonna tap the ball between the goalkeeper's legs with my left foot, and it's going to go in. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, just an amazing goal by Chilwell
1: all around. Dude, when he... So, yeah, Silva kicks that ball. Like, that is a long ball Mm -hmm. all the way down the field. Chili takes it in the box, brings it down, like you said, and is basically at the byline. Mm -hmm. Their goalkeeper... Is covering their near post like he should, like Mindy doesn't. It's is like it is the tightest angle you've ever seen on a goal. I mean, it's basically Chili is looking at the side of the near post on the outside of the near post and just toe pokes that ball, like just kind of brings it down with this foot, megs the keeper, and it rolls in almost parallel with the goal and just decides oh i'll go in now yep and we got a goal from nothing from nothing like shouldn't have been a goal wasn't like a well-worked team goal or anything was literally just a brilliant just piece of play from chilwell four minutes after he comes into the game it Mm -hmm. was amazing it was incredible it was i I got a lot of life back into me after after that
0: i did too because i mean like you i think it's because of the Like, when you score a goal like that, sort of out of nothing, and then it's just an amazing, like, pass by Thiago and then an amazing, like, control by Chilwell just to have the mentality to bounce that off your head, turn around and catch the ball off the bounce and, you know, right through the keeper's legs. Like, I mean, just, and I mean, some of that was probably luck. But of course you've still like just his presence to know to put the ball off his head and just to turn like that and be even in position to make contact on the ball is amazing yeah. in and of itself. And then the fact that he makes contact with the ball and it's it wasn't a great hit. Like you said, it just sort mm-hmm. of dribbled through the keeper's legs and then just rolled into the goal. Like and I mean, when you have a goal like that, it's so it does give you that energy back into you're like, okay, we've got a chance at this. Now here we go. We can take this game. We can do it. So I don't know. It was great goal. Yeah, it was awesome. And
1: for Chilwell to come in and just have the mentality of, I'm just going to go for it. We were missing that the whole game. He comes in. He's like, I'll just take a chance. None of our players up until that point had even thought to try to take a chance on the goal. They're like, oh, well, the ball's coming in now. So I guess I'll try to kick it or I guess I'll try to head it. And for Chillwell to come in and bring life to the team, game changing at that point mm-hmm. for him. Uh, and those are the types of, that's the type of mentality. Those are the types of little things that we need going forward. Um, instant impact coming in. Um, it, it brings up a lot of interesting, uh, does Chillwell deserve to start now? Because. Everyone else on that on that pitch before that goal was squandering their chance to do anything with the game. Chua comes in and is like, I'll just give it a go, and it works out for us. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, of course, we need the luck. We've talked about that. Like, luck is such a factor in these games. We, we need the luck because calls are not going to go our way. Like, I mean, we're just uh, – we just are that team that aren't going to get the benefit of most of the calls. Um, and we beat ourselves we we're letting in stupid goals off of corners and we're not creating chances. So, yeah, it was amazing. I was so happy. Yeah, for
0: sure. I mean, but then you turn around and <laughs> like right after that, oh, we decide, oh, it would be a great idea to bring Jorginho into the match. That's just who we need on the pitch right now. It's Yeah, about 7 minutes later. freaking Jorginho. Jorginho. Comes off. And what does Jorginho do as soon as he gets on the pitch? He freaking gives the ball away, and West Ham just puts a beautiful cross into the box after Jorginho, you know, gives the ball away. And I don't remember who it is. It was one of their subs. Yeah. Literally, Mindy's out of position. He's just got an open header into the goal. Mindy's coming back across, so he tries to put it a little bit too close to the post, and it's just off the post and ricochets, and we thankfully clear the ball out of there. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Um, uh, I mean, it was,
1: yeah, it was an incredible moment, and yeah. and Jorginho had given the ball a couple up a couple times mm-hmm. uh, before that even happened, and yeah, he, it, it leads to that, uh, to that chance for sure.
0: Yeah, and I just can't, I can't with Jorginho anymore, Jason. I can't. I don't want to want the pitch. I I can't take <laughs> it anymore. Like the fact that people <laughs> still think this guy's good, and I do think I will shout out uh, Chelsea Reddit. I really do think there's some of you that are finally coming around to seeing that Jorginho is not that good. And that yeah. we've been screaming about for over a year now, especially Jason. Jason has been on the, the Jorginho hate train for longer than I have. <laughs> so, um, I was one over last year. I feel like Jason's been on mm. it since sorry was here probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been a while. Yeah. So Jason was way ahead of the curve on the Jorginho hate train. So I feel like, you know, people are starting to realize this guy's not really that good. It's just been, I don't know what, it, I don't know why people have thought that, but anyway. So, but then when that happened and they missed the goal, I, I, I sort of had this feeling that, okay, well, because usually when some a team misses a big chance at one end, you get a big mm-hmm. chance at the other end of the goal or at the other end of the pitch. And that's yeah. exactly what happened. We take the ball back down the pitch and Chilwell just to the byline and just puts an amazing ball into the box and Havertz is first to it. And finally... Finally, Havertz puts the ball in the back of the net. Thank you, Havertz, for doing that. I really appreciate it. Um, I feel like this is his first goal since – I know it's not, but I feel like this is his first goal since the Champions League final. Like, I feel like he didn't even score last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, you're right. It does feel that way. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't thought about that, but it does feel like it's been a very long time. For sure. And so he scores, and we go up 2-1. Um, it was just another – Great goal, great ball in by Chillwell. So, at this time, Chillwell yeah. has been on the pitch for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, yeah. something like that. And maybe less than that. Yeah, maybe yeah. less than that. And already contributed to two goals, scored one and assisted the other. So, dude, I'd like to shout
1: out to you at this moment, though, because <laughs> around like the late 77th minute or 78th minute, Daniel sends me a text and says, Yeah, Havertz is going to win this for us. Or you said he was gonna get a goal. One of those things. You said Havertz is gonna gonna get the goal, at least is what you said. I mm-hmm. wanna look. And so anyway, Nostradamus over here. <laughs> um, and I think I still might have been a little bit ahead of you at that point. Um Yeah, because my peacock yeah, I- sucks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you're always behind me, mm-hmm. so I have to. So I'll stop. I think I stopped the match for like ten seconds just so we could text each other about it. I find out about all
0: on. the goals early because I'm scrolling through Twitter and somebody's already tweeted about it. Like, yeah, I find out like a good minute before it actually happens on my TV screen because it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. Peacock just sucks. I hate Peacock. Yeah. Okay, dude.
1: I found the text. You said calling it now. Havertz gets the winner don't know why I'm predicting that but hey why not (laughs) dude and that turned out to be true that was like a fool that was more than 10 minutes before the goal so anyway shout out for
0: that That that's pretty amazing we're just trying to put some good vibes out in the air for Havertz you know just trying to throw them out in the universe and he took hold of those good vibes and he did it he did so he did um, he has you to thank and you have him to thank (laughs) Yes, I appreciate it, Havertz. Um, I'm glad you scored today, man. Uh, I saw you tweeted out after the match that you needed that. You definitely did, man. Hopefully you can build on that and get some confidence going and score some more goals going forward for this club because we need you definitely to score. And you're better than what you've been performing this year. Um, exactly. But you have deserved to be dropped, so to be fair.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but anyway, so after that, uh, here comes the controversy. Um so, West Ham, I don't even remember what happened in the lead up to this. I, I I, don't even remember. I just know that it probably involved Jorginho giving the ball away at some point. I'm just going to guess. Yeah. I don't even yeah, remember, probably. but um, I'm just going to say that. So This is when James has the ball back. Oh, that's what it that was. Point, right? yeah, 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 yeah. So, for whatever reason, well, to my point, he learned that from Jorginho because Jorginho is always <laughs> heads the ball backwards. So it is yes. Jorginho's fault in the long run. It's always yeah, Jorginho. Yeah. It can all it can all be connected back to Jorginho, Jason. It's always his fault somehow. <laughs> somehow I can trace every goal we've ever conceded back to Jorginho. So. I agree. I, I love this theory. I think we should try it out. We should going forward from now we will figure out how every goal is Georgina's fault. So this one is clearly Georgina's fault because he was teaching Reece James how to head the ball. <laughs> so in the first one was in the first one oh he went on the pitch on the first one um so jo- maybe Georgina's our set piece our uh, set piece coach. Maybe that's why we're so bad at set pieces. I I hope to god that's not true. <laughs> oh man. Um so anyway, they, Reese heads the ball backwards for whatever reason. I don't know. And I don't know what Mindy was doing in this situation. Mm-hmm. Because I think if you look back at the replay, I think Silva was sort of waiting for him to come out to get the mm-hmm. ball because it was a header. So Mindy can come pick it up. It's not a pass back at that point in time. And I think that's why Silva was sort of slow reacting to the ball. And West Ham was quicker reacting to the ball than us. And then Mindy maybe hesitated for a second and then comes out and just parries the ball out, slides, and parries the ball out. The West Ham striker jumps over him and in true striker fashion, as every striker does, sort of leaves his foot out. So, you know, maybe he'll get clipped or whatever and, you know, hits Mindy on the shoulder and Mindy separates his shoulder because that's what he's rolling around on the ground acting like. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, something like that. It did look like that. I thought he was hurt. Yeah. So I think a little, a little bit of play acting by Mindy anyway. They, the, I don't remember who it was that picked the ball up and then they put it in the back. of. it was one of their subs ended up putting the ball in the back of the net. And here comes uh VAR out there. And lo and behold, for the first time ever, or the first time in a very, very long time, Chelsea gets a VAR decision that probably shouldn't have gone our way to go our way. (laughs)
1: Yeah. I I mean, kind of incredible. Unprecedented.
0: Unprecedented is a great word to describe that. Very unprecedented.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I did not think that it was a foul. I'm with you. It was not a foul. Um, I just didn't think I'm, I'm, I'm a little, uh, slow to react here because I was, I'm watching the replay. Oh. I still don't think it's a foul. No. So yeah, I mean, they're they're I can't remember which player it was for them, but he's barreling down, running into the box, almost like he knew that that ball was going to be played a little weekly back. Um, I, during the play, I thought that the ball was, uh, played a little more weakly than it was. So I don't think the header back from James is as bad as I initially thought that it was. Um, Mindy though, really bottles it there. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so, yeah, I, I mean, I think that he's kind of to blame for that. He also, I guess his play acting really, really kind of helps us in the end because, and that was a good strike by, uh, by their uh sub that came on Mm -hmm. i guess at the time it was that i mean he just he picks up the ball makes some room for himself going down uh the right side of the top of the 30 yard box and then just blast it into the net right past Mm -hmm. koulibaly so um i i i mean watching the var we got to see the replay a lot like he does drag his foot and his foot does hit mindy's shoulder definitely did not separate mindy's shoulder which is i thought is what happened (laughs) um could not believe that var was checking this out they send it back to the ref and he decides crazily enough in our favor like you said i unprecedented like this is crazy i i do not think that that was a foul um i also don't think west ham should have had a goal at that point anyway so um but credit to them for taking advantage of a corner Uh, I mean, it's not that hard to score against us from a corner, so I don't know how much credit they deserve. Um, but yeah, I I feel like that was a little harsh. Um, so just, just from a Chelsea fan watching the game, these two Chelsea fans, at least can be realistic about the games. Mm -hmm. Um, I personally, I can only speak for me in this situation. I'll let Daniel
0: speak for himself, but I do not think that it's a corner or a foul. It was not a foul, but I mean, like my thing is, is like. I think we're 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 even right now with VAR for the year. Well, sure. I see the, the, the issue, interesting thing is, like, should they have scored their first goal? Because Antonio probably should have been sent exactly. off. And so maybe we should have just won this match one nil, you, know, yeah. you know, or two nil, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, because they shouldn't have scored. But then you look back, you know, so that wasn't a foul. One hundred percent agree with you that Number one, it was bad keeping by minute. You're correct. Um, I, I don't know why he parries the ball out. Just come out and grab it. Like just you're already going to ground. The guy's jumping. Like just grab the ball. Like yeah. Like if you go ahead. Yeah. Well, part of his parrying too
1: is why they scored the first goal. True. Like he can't. He pushes the ball directly into mm-hmm. the path of of any opponent that we have. I I yeah. To, and to your point, he should have just grabbed it. I mm-hmm. Why is he not picking that ball up? Yeah. Why Why are you taking the risk to just punch the ball into a random area? You You already can't control that punch as well as you think you can. Right. Why Why are you punching it into the path of an opposing player who then has all the time? In the world to create space for himself mm-hmm. and put it on the put it on his preferred foot and blast it into the net it yeah. is outrageous to me that the that mindy puts the ball in the path uh, whether he's distributing the ball or passing the ball out or uh just clearing the ball or parrying the ball the dude is going to pass it to the other team it mm-hmm. is obnoxious and it's getting very 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 hard to
0: continue to defend this guy it is. And I know you want to have the discussion and I still worried about Keppa, huh? Like I, I can't like, I was sitting here thinking, I was like, we'll give Keppa a run of, of cup games. And if he impresses enough in the cup games and sure. But then I'm like, our first cup game is against man city. And I just think, okay, well, they're going to bring De Bruyne on in like the 70th minute. And he's going up with a hat trick. Cause he's going to be sh- freaking pepper in the goal from 25 yards out. And every one of them are going to go in because Keppa can't stop a shot from outside the box. Yeah, yeah, and and that's my thing is like Mindy hasn't been great, but people, but Kepa's not good either. Like neither one of them are good. I think we can just admit that. And then yeah, the fact I that it comes that. out yesterday that we're giving, possibly giving Mindy a new contract, I'm like whoa, 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 whoa. Let's pump the brakes on that new Mindy contract because this it the tail end of last year and this year have not shown that he's going to be a good goalkeeper for Chelsea or one for the future. And especially, I think he's like thirty one. Yeah, Maybe he's, he's a little older, player. and I know goalkeepers have longer, lot, uh, career spans. You know, and they can play for longer. You know, and their prime probably is more in their late twenties. You know, mid thirties stuff like that. So understand that point, but I don't know if I want to resign him like at this point, or whether yeah. I would just try and or you know, we just signed a young goalkeeper. You know, in the transfer window, it would be interesting to see how he plays out. If we can get him over here and put him in cup games next year, maybe he'll impress. I don't know. But I I agree yeah. his his play is not good. I'm not trying I'm not gonna sit here and defend Mindy. I'm more just my stance is more I think Keppa's worse. Mindy's the lesser of two it's evils. Fair. I think but it yeah. like Keppa's Because Kepa's distribution, if if people need to remember, isn't good either. Like, and that's Mindy's biggest weakness is his distribution. Kepa's isn't good either. Kepa kicked the ball to the other team quite a bit. Like, just as much as Mindy does. And then Kepa can't stop a shot from outside the box. His positioning in the goal is not good. So he's short. Like, Kepa has a lot of stuff that goes against him. And I understand people want to give him a shot. And maybe he'll prove me wrong. Maybe he's learned over this last year of riding the bench. But I, I think Mindy's a lesser of two evils for me. Like he's not good, but he's better than what we got on the bench. I don't know. That's just I mean he did pretty well during
1: the African Cup of Nations. Yes. Yeah. Where's Uh, that Mindy? Like
0: that's the Mindy we need is the Afcon. Yeah. No, I
1: was talking about Keppa actually because we were worried about that, and Keppa stepped up to the plate there. So maybe that's what people are thinking about. Possibly,
0: but um. Our defense wasn't as leaky yet either. So. True. True. true, I don't true. Know. But then, I mean, Mindy cost us points against Madrid in the Champions League. So. Yeah. It was a big reason we didn't go through. Um, I don't know. I think, I mean, I think it's fair to debate. And yeah, yeah. Maybe we kind of got a
1: similar situation between our goalkeepers and our midfield right now. Like they're
0: just not a great option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for yeah, you hit the nail on the head with the midfield. It's like we're sort of stuck with what we have because we haven't invested in the midfield, like in the past couple transfer windows. When Zakaria is the only midfielder that we bring in, I feel like, um, you know, we're what are we doing as a a team? You know, at this point in time, like that's the only midfielder we bring in like when you have midfielders that stay hurt the whole time and there's nobody this creative in that midfield just so forth and so on stuff we've talked about before but um yeah i mean like when your midfield and your goalkeepers are a big question mark like i don't know and then it makes your attack look bad as well because you don't have people that can pass them the ball so right i don't know what would you um how would you rate our overall performance today, Jason? Like, how did you feel?
1: I, and here's the thing: because we won, mm-hmm. that's what makes us so hard. Yeah, is is that we won, and I'm very happy about that. I'm very positive about that. I think that we needed it. I think that we need to use this to propel us forward. It, it was not a good performance today. I think we got lucky with the VAR situation. I I, I think that Chillwell comes in and has a very amazing lucky goal (laughs) in some ways. Uh, And I don't know. I don't know. You can call it luck. You can do. Chilwell just puts the ball in a good place and it happened to go in. I, and he did that brilliantly. Like, so, I I mean, I don't know how lucky you call it, but I mean, it it just, it was a goal out of nothing at the very least Um, that rejuvenates the squad. Havertz scores a great goal. Uh, Finally, a clinical moment in front of a a goal for him. Um, I think we needed subs to bail us out. I I don't think you can look at most of the players on on the pitch today and say uh, anything positive about their performance. Uh, I think that we had... Yeah, man. I'm looking at like so this this stat site. It doesn't have any player in in the sevens except for Silva, and he's legitimately like the only player mm-hmm. that I think deserves for sure to have any sort of good score today. Mm-hmm. I'd, I I I want to say like a six out of ten. Um, and that's probably because we only that's probably because we won. I I just we we talked about about all the stuff in the first half. That stuff continued to plague us in the second half, and we were we were giving. In the second half, we were giving West Ham options to to win the game, versus us controlling the narrative. And we weren't even really controlling the narrative in the first game or first half, even though I think we wound up finishing the entire game with sixty nine percent possession. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just I don't think you can look at the amount of corners and uh, that we had and, and look at that with any positivity uh, because of the output that we had on the corners. I don't think you can look at our production in front of goal. Uh, I'm just going to look at the full stats for the game, uh, now. And all in all, we had a total of eight shots. So we have four shots in each half. Uh, three of those shots were on target. So those all came in the second half. Um, we had 10 corner kicks and did nothing with them at all. We, nothing. uh, we finished the game with 69%
0: of the possession. We had 650 passes. Somebody needs and to somebody needs to break down how many of those were sideways passes or back <laughs> yeah. passes. Because I feel like yeah. that was about six hundred and how many do we have total? A uh, six hundred and fifty. Okay, I feel like six hundred and forty nine of those were either sideways passes or back passes. Yeah. Outside of terrible. Silva's long ball to Chillwell, that was the only forward pass we had.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I mean, even looking at the accuracy, we we bumped up our accuracy a little bit in the second half. So we had, and so we ended the game with eighty-eight percent passing accuracy, which still isn't great. Um, I mean, it's higher than I mean, that's about what our average is for the season, I think. Our long ball accuracy was only thirty-nine percent, fourteen out of thirty-six, and then our crosses were two of twenty-three. So Mm -hmm. only nine percent accuracy on the crosses because there's nobody there. There's nobody there on the end of the ball. Yep. Our dribbles were 57% accurate. Like, I, I mean, what are, we lost possession 136 times to their 123. I think that's what that means. So we, we're not, I mean, they, we dominate. Well, we don't dominate. We just have the upper hand in most of the stats. The only stat we're really dominating is the corner kicks. And it really should have ended 2-2 two, two, uh, based on everything that happened. Yeah. and and see i like all, i think we almost or we we pretty much won this game because the game was more open in the second half and it continued to stay as such yeah because if antonio had gone off you have a 10 man it would still have been 0-0 at that time but you have a 10 man west ham that we wouldn't have been able to break down at all so sure. for him to stay on maybe was like the better call even though it looked terrible but then but then we put ourselves in a bind. I don't know. We've said this on other podcasts or uh, uh, other episodes. I don't know why it takes some other team doing something great for us to realize that we're playing the game. And mm-hmm. and that's what is the most infuriating thing about it is why do we need a reason uh, during the middle of a game or towards the end of a game, as this was the case, to, to go out and want to win? And that's the most concerning part for me. And that's why it's probably... Yeah, I know that we won. I we it was an ugly win, and we don't deserve it. I I'm uh, I'm so 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 happy that we won. I'm nervous about the next game now though because of
0: how we won. Mm-hmm, for sure, and I mean, I think our performance today was. It's like you said, it's harder to do because we won, but I still think our performance was bang average, probably below average. Um, and we just. Happened into some goals, and it's like to your to your point. You're like, when normally when another team goes down to ten minutes, an advantage for you, but right. when another team, you know, goes down to ten men. Would that have been a disadvantage for Chelsea? You're probably right because we we couldn't break them down with eleven men sitting back or with with when they had eleven men on the pitch and they were sitting back and defending. Yeah. So, I I mean, they just would have literally just packed the box, you know. So, I don't know. Um, Overall, I mean, I would probably give him a five. I mean, bang average performance Fair. outside of outside of Chilwell and Thiago Silva. I mean, Reese had a good first half, but then you've said it a couple of times. I don't know if you've said it on here today or not. I think you've said it before we were talking um mm-hmm. in the episode, but he had a couple of like mental lapses today that really was like Reese, that's not like you. Like he had that mental lapse in yeah. the preseason with the back pass to Mindy. Or no, it wasn't, mm-hmm. many, well, whatever, the bat pass, you know. um, yeah. In the preseason, uncharacteristic I was... Yeah, very uncharacteristic. Out. And I was sort of like, oh, well, that's, it's the preseason or whatever. But he sort of switched off in the second half today a couple of different times where there was one time where they passed in the ball and he just took his eye off the ball and it rolled right by him. Um, There's another time yeah. where, you know, this one's... Like 50% his fault, 50% Mindy's fault, I think, where Mindy was, you know, under a little bit of pressure and trying to get the ball out. And Reese's turnaround sort of started jogging back down the pitch and Mindy passed him the ball. Okay. Yeah. You need to, Mindy needs to make sure that the guy's looking at him first. And if he's not, just clear the ball. And number two, Reese <laughs> should probably pay attention because it's Mindy and... He sucks right. with the ball at his feet, so I feel like they're yeah, both exactly. sort of at fault for that one. Um, but yeah, and he had he just had those couple little mental laps, and then the header back into the box yeah, that yeah. almost led to the goal. Like I don't know what was he just seemed a little off today.
1: Do you think it has anything to do with him like recovering from sickness? Like maybe I'm just kind of hoping that that's part of it. Like he I was sick so. last time. Maybe maybe it's just kind of mm-hmm. he's still just off kilter a little bit. Yeah, so but he had a really good first
0: half. Like, his first half yeah. was really good. Um, and that was the Reece weird thing to great. me. Yeah. yeah, it was like the first half was really good, and then the second half, he just – maybe it's like you said, maybe the illness, maybe the fatigue sort of got to him, because that happens. Sure. When you get fatigued and he's just not yeah. quite recovered from that illness yet, whatever it was. I mean, if say he just had a stomach bug or something like that. I mean, that gets you, yeah. can get you dehydrated, especially for an athlete that's got to go out there and play 90 minutes of football. Very yeah, easy yeah. F- for him to be fatigued, you know. With that. So I could definitely see that being a a thing for him. So um yeah, I mean I just think it was a bang average performance. We didn't do anything, I think, to necessarily deserve the win. We were handed the win, to be honest, but it's just a makeup call from Kukurea getting yanked down by his hair in the Tottenham match. I feel like we're even with VAR now for the season. Everything yeah. should be nice and just not controversial with VAR for the rest of the year. That won't happen, but anyway. <laughs> Um, it would be nice, yeah. Considering I think we still have what thirty-two matches left to play, or something like that. So, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. So, uh player of the match, Jason. I mean, I got to give it to Chillwell. I was
1: just looking at his stats, and they're <laughs> they're not great. But like to come off the bench after not being picked for a while, like uh, like you kind of lost your starting place after the first game of the season. Uh, to come off the bench bench, I'll edit that out, to come off the bench and still um, put in that kind of performance, I think...
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's got to stay in. You can't edit this out, man. That was... Hey, whatever you got to do, Chili, to get back in form, man, you know, you do you, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, you got me cursing at you. (laughs) Oh man. <laughs> uh, to
1: come off the bench and still uh have that kind of impact, I think is uh pretty incredible. I mean, it's gotta be him. He's responsible for both the goals. Um and uh it's hard not to give it to Silva just because Silva's so good. Silva is the best player on the pitch uh every single game. So for um for, for yeah, for me, I think it's gotta be Chili. What about you?
0: I'm giving it to Silva. I'm going to keep giving the player of the match to (laughs) Tiago Silva. He does something that where he doesn't deserve it. And he is yet to, he, I think I'm pretty sure he's like my player of the match in every match this season, because he's the only one that has been consistent, you know, on this team. Um, he's the pin that holds our defense together. Um, he's, Apparently now our best midfielder and our best passer because he can freaking play balls <laughs> over the top. I mean, if Tiago Silva gets an assist in a match, he's automatically mm-hmm. my player of the match. Like, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. a defender gets an assist, you're going to be my player of the match, um, especially with a beautiful ball. But you can't argue too well. I would never like that. He he deserved it's it so too. Good. Like, I mean, yeah. he coming on and making an impact off the bench like that is very good. But for me, it's just because Tiago Silva is the most consistent player on our team right now. And he is the only one that is playing up to Chelsea standards right now, like consistently, like you'll see sparks of Reese James playing up to those standards. But then you'll he had those couple months where he switched off today. Tiago Silva doesn't do that. That man never switches off. Like he is constantly in the match, in the position where he's supposed to be, clearing balls, making the passes. So for me, until he does something, or he just until he doesn't play again, he probably right. will <laughs> he will probably continue right. to be my player of the match. So um he's
1: played every minute of every game yeah, so
0: far. So far, and which it's is incredible. just insane considering how congested our schedule is. So yeah, it's um incredible. so anyway, uh you got any final thoughts on the match, Jason?
1: Hey man, we won. I think that like we need to take it. We need to run with it. Uh, I say it every game. This is the turning point of the season. I I hope that uh, we can really uh, we can we really need the goodwill, especially in, in the um, in the locker room. I think uh, I I think benching some of those players uh, was the right call at the start of the game, mm-hmm. and I am so happy that Havertz came in and, and got a goal. Maybe people can. I don't know. Does Pulisic need to start a couple more times before we're like, "Hey, y'all need to chill out with the whole Pulisic thing"? Um, I thought that he. I mean, bang average today. Mm-hmm. I, I there there was like several times when he made really good runs, and there were several times when I I just didn't understand what he was doing out there. So, um, but I mean, it was good to see him start. Uh, I I have no idea who's who's going to start going into the next game, but um, I did I do enjoy seeing Tuchel tweaking and figuring it out. I would rather have a more solid foundation um, or formation uh, going forward, but I just don't think that's going to happen for a little while, especially since we have new signings coming in in and out of the squad, like constantly at the moment. Yeah. It's just is We're still in a weird situation recovering from transfer season. I think it's awesome that we're out of transfer season. I'm glad that we got a win right off the back of that. Praise and... Jesus
0: we're out of transfer season.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, we, I, I hope that we can use this momentum going forward. I am, uh, I think that we'll, all, uh, be able to utilize that, uh, in the next game coming up and I hope that we can build off of it. But yeah, a two, one win is nothing to sniff at no matter how we got it. Um, I am very excited. I'm very positive. Also very concerned. But <laughs> what about you?
0: Yeah, man, I'm just the same way you are. I am two, one win. I'll take it. Do we deserve it? Probably not. But, hey, at this point in time, with the way this team's played this season, three points is three points to me. So I'll take it. I'll move up until the top. That should move us. I think we're fifth right now. I know Brighton hasn't played. They're in front of us this week. So yeah. I know United is behind us, and they haven't played yet either. So there's still a couple teams. We'll see where we sit. We should be in the top ten, though, hopefully, at least after this week. And especially since pool drop points today, that helps us. Um, Tottenham won. Yeah. Um, I don't know what C- cities probably already scored like six goals. They're playing, you know, they're probably oh, like damn. halftime probably already scored six goals or something like that. You know, whatever. Um, <laughs> so yeah, ah, I, I just hope to see. I, I'm with you. I like that Tuchel tink- tinkered with the uh, lineup today. Um, that did make me happy. I wish Bro Broho could have started. Uh, that would have made me a little bit happier. Pulisic, uh was bang average, wasn't great. Uh, the only thing positive note I can say for Polisic is he clapped the fans when he came off the pitch. Um, and he listened to you and got a haircut as well, sir. Um, he did. He totally got a haircut. <laughs> he went to the barbershop and listened to Jason. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, is it a coincidence? I don't know. I mean, maybe he is a fan of the pod. Maybe. So if you are, come on here. Yep. we we've we've said you're an asshole, but we've also said we love you. So yep. like, if you can get past all of that, yep. we'd love to have you on.
0: We're just keeping it real, ballistic. That's all we do around here. Exactly. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um. So I mean, that about wraps it up for this. I don't think we have anything else to say uh, about this match. It's just we we got three points. That's about the summation of it for me. So
1: yeah, yeah, uh, and we're happy about it we promise
0: yes we are we're Listen inside our
1: jaunty little outro music and and you'll know <laughs> just how happy we are about it
0: for sure for sure all right jason why don't you tell them where they can find us
1: yeah we're the ball and foot uh at the ball and foot on twitter just follow us there uh daniel uh does a great job there i put out a lineup every now and then um uh, maybe one day i'll get feisty on there as well but uh daniel daniel speaks for both of us and does a good job of letting us know or letting people know how we feel about things so i don't I don't think that we're in disagreement about anything on there. So Twitter, that's where we're at. Follow us there.
0: For sure. Catch us uh, on Apple and Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast at. And uh, for Daniel, he's Jason. And we'll catch y'all on the flip side. Winner, winner, chicken dinner, flippity floppity. Amen. <laughs>